0: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: all right well thank you very much gary appreciate that and and there we go a little bit of um, information from capitol hill about those protests yesterday i don't know I, I just find that I don't I don't like those types of um, protest movements. I don't I don't respect that. I respect having a smart leader who can go toe to toe with someone who has their facts organized and researched and who has the ability to calmly and rationally explain the position that they believe in. I say calmly. I mean, if you want to be emphatic about it, sure, that's that's fine. But I, th- this this whole mindset in the United States today, where we have legitimized mob behavior, I don't think that works. I well, I don't think we should allow it to work. I guess it's worked throughout uh, human history. The mob takes over, and then. Normal people have to succumb to the mob. And, and, you know, the mob may not represent the majority. Talking All these Democrats talking about democracy. It may not represent the majority will. They're just the loudest people who threaten you and they get what they want. That's the opposite of what we should be doing in America. And, you know, the civil rights movement would not have been successful without a Dr. Martin Luther King. Someone who was smart and articulate and thoughtful And was reasonable in what he was saying to convince people that there needed to be a change. So where are those people now? I mean, really, where where are those people who elevate the conversation instead of denigrate it? I really do. I just real quick. I've got Governor Gilmore holding, but I I do get kind of tired of the people who denigrate talk radio. Um and the people who specifically call me and scream and yell at me, because I say, where were you in 2020? When the mob was in the street, you didn't do a damn thing. You didn't open your little cowardly mouth. But then you call me and you hassle me and say, you don't like what I talked about on the radio or the way I talked about it on the radio. When I'm the guy who's saying, let's get back to law and order. So, you know, check yourself there. (laughs) Recalibrate real fast, because I'm going to put you in your place if you call and do that to me. Because I'm one of the guys who's trying to have a reasonable conversation, an informed conversation. And um, if if you're not on my side, then I have to believe that you're willing to allow the mob to take over this community and large parts of America. And that's a problem for me. You're never going to get me to go along with it. All right. It's 838 on this Thursday. It's the 19th day of October 2023. I'll be live tomorrow morning from Hopewell at the Beacon Theater in advance of uh, Politics and Pints, which is coming up November 1st. Never been to the Beacon Theater, so I hope that'll be great. Read on the road tomorrow from Hopewell. All right. Former Virginia governor, the former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore, is with us this morning. Governor, I appreciate you coming on as always. Thank you.
2: How are you this morning, morning, John? I'm doing fine. Thank you.
1: Can I, uh, before we go to Ukraine, can I start with Israel? I mean, here we are a full week plus, uh, almost two weeks into the conflict there. We haven't seen the the ground incursion start. Um, do you have an assessment of where things stand here? Is there a way that this gets ratcheted down? Uh, or is or is this thing going to continue to blow up on us?
2: Uh, well, uh, look, th- this was a, obviously a well-planned, well choreographed attack it was a an atrocity i've already issued a statement in which i basically support uh, israel because they they of course are under a complete assault and they the the tragedy of the murder the 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 uh, attacks the, the rapes the the slaughtering of children the attack on children it just simply cannot be allowed to stand because if it does then it's doubling down on what's been going on in ukraine which is a new day in a new world yeah. uh, in which force and murder and atrocity rule. And if that's the kind of world that you know, we all want our children and grandchildren to grow up in, fine, the U.S. can can play that game, but we don't want to do that. We don't yeah. want that kind of world, and so uh, that's really what's going on here. Now, and, they, they struck exactly at the fears of the Jewish community worldwide, and particularly in Israel, their insecurity and a sense of being under attack. In being literally under attack, because that's what happened, and so naturally there's a, a reaction, and uh, Israel has said they want to go in and destroy Hamas. I think that's a, I think that's a very difficult uh, exercise. Right. They would know more than I would, and maybe more than the American military would. I think the thing that you need to observe, though, is the president has doubled down and physically gone there, yeah. and he, Was there are two smart? things I would uh well, I know it does two things first of all, it's intended to not allow a northern invasion from Lebanon right. and to basically say, "Do not attack uh Hezbollah did joint uh, joint uh activity with this into northern Israel and thus divide their forces and actually try to overwhelm the Israeli state. This is a trip that basically says don't do that don't and and do that and and what they have done with the movement of the carriers and more importantly the movement of the marines. John, I believe that the president's the pres the president's uh, appearance there and those activities have committed the United States militarily to this war. Yeah. If uh, if Hezbollah attacks, if the Iranians attack, the United States will move in the Marines. We actually are, have committed boots on the ground in Israel if that occurs, and that is a profound decision that's been made. But. I think the president doubled down by appearing in Israel.
1: And don't you think it's likely that something bad is going to happen? There's a story this morning uh, about drones attacking uh, military, uh, the military post within, I guess, the green zone in Baghdad in in Iraq. I mean, at some point, we can't just let those things go unanswered,
2: right? Well, well, you writ large, recognize what's going on. It's all orchestrated. Uh, it's, uh, it's all planned. It's disrupting the Middle East. It's intended to uh, to disrupt the the emerging Israeli Saudi connection that was going on. It's intended to reawaken anger and and uh, and fury at the United States and at uh, Israel. Uh, and most importantly, most importantly, John, it diverts everybody from Ukraine. But at this point, uh, you, you tell me what have you heard about Ukraine in the past ten days?
1: Uh, nothing, and I, and you know word. what? The first time I've looked it up is in anticipation of talking to you, in in you know yesterday and this morning. Hmm.
2: There's nothing, all and right. the reason is so America's attention. Look, it all appears to be planned. It all appears to be strategic. It all appears to be a onslaught of the United States and our allies. What better way to divert America's attention away from what uh, from this uh, conflict in Ukraine than to? engage and and trigger a conflict in Israel. Who's planning it, What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we have Xi and Putin together in Beijing this morning. Uh, You think they're uh, pushing
1: buttons to try to encourage this behavior?
2: You know, look, I don't have any secret information on this. All I can do is look whatever all your listeners do and read the headlines and see what's going on, but Mm -hmm. it looks like it's all choreographed. Okay. Because, this is, look, I remember what I've said for two years now. The goal here is to change the world. The enemy wants to change the world. They want to create an authoritarian world in Asia and in Europe. And I've taken the position that, frankly, that I think that uh, Ukraine was, was the first military trigger of that conflict that is now going on in more than one place. God, I hate being right all the time. I mean, I've been doing this stuff for two years with you and your listeners. Right. And uh, the fact is that it's 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 growing and it's uh, in uh, it's a serious incursion. uh, And sooner or later, we're going to have to be prepared to respond. I think that the president just committed the U.S. to ground forces in in the Middle East, which I think is an astounding decision. Uh, But what I'm saying to you and I'll stop is you, you cannot take your eye off of this Ukraine war. That is the place where America's existence is threatened because they would threaten Europe. Uh, and i uh, and you know frankly taking our eye off that ball right now is a serious problem the us has got to be prepared to do more than one thing at once and by the way we now have two conflicts going on uh, simultaneously there may yet be a third conflict that emerges the us is simply going to have to be prepared to deal with all of this and we can by the way the th- we can the third the would be
1: taiwan you think it. or what what is what's on your radar is right. the
2: Positive. So it's what it's up to what the enemy chooses is in yeah, their okay. best interest there on the initiative, but uh, you know Taiwan would be an obvious one. But yeah. I have said repeatedly, I doubt the Chinese are that dumb. I don't think they really want a third world war. They just simply want to win through they intimidation. Win.
1: Uh, now look here. Here's the issue that people who are normally with you. Uh, have expressed concern about, and I get emails every week when you're on, and I thought about you when President Biden, when the rumors started to come out that he's going to put $100 billion into the war effort, $60 billion additional for Ukraine, $40 billion for Israel, and and you're talking about the choreography here. Do you think that there's the possibility that the enemies that we have, which I agree with you, are, they're real – that they one of their strategies is let's try to get these guys to bankrupt themselves. Let's see if they can collapse their own economy by overspending. I, didn't, I mean, is that no, not John, reasonable no, to think about? That is,
2: yeah, that is not reasonable because okay. the United States is too powerful for that. Our, our economy is $25 trillion. Our, our budget is several trillion dollars. Look, that is not the issue. The issue here is, can they destroy American resolve and make us withdraw into ourselves and exploit the appeaser type of attitude that has been emerging in the U.S.? If the appeasers win, we go back to 1938, uh, and we uh, draw within ourselves, then they, of course, at that point, uh, begin to persuade other countries that we're not going to be there for leadership, and that affects the international politics of the world. That's the game that's going on here. Uh-huh. You can't bankrupt the United States. In fact, listen, I have warned for two years now that the the investment that has been made in the Ukraine war is modest compared to the stakes that are are on the table. It is now. I know growing. you've been
1: consistent about that, but there are people who are totally freaking out about the the just the numbers on the table. So that's why I keep There's bringing bigger- it up with
2: you. There are bigger numbers coming now, All John. Right. I'm, we, we, the chance to avert this may be past us now. It, it could be that the the real financial and military commitments uh, are ahead now because people have read the, the Republican renegades and the, the commentary that's going on, right. and they realize that America really probably doesn't have resolve, and so let's push them. And that's what they're doing. And, frankly, I think that the if America's safety and security really is important, and it always has been, you're going to see a lot more expenditure because we didn't invert divert this in time.
1: The former governor of Virginia, the former ambassador to Europe under uh, President Trump, Jim Gilmore. I appreciate always the chance to talk to you. Thank you.
2: Sober sobering talk, John. But thank you very much. Eight forty-seven.
1: We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.